0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Hey there, I'm Amy Walter, co-host of The Takeaway. In the Politics Brief podcast, you'll hear the best segments from all the different WNYC shows covering the 2018 elections. It's the sharpest, most timely talk, analysis and original reporting from shows like On the Media, The Brian Lehrer Show and, of course, The Takeaway. Also from the WNYC Newsroom, which is tracking key races in New York and New Jersey. The stakes are high, and we want you to have the information you need. It's what we do. Welcome to Politics Brief from WNYC.
2: This is more perfect. I'm Jad Abumrad, season three. Season three. This season, we're going to do something a little different than what we've done in the past.
3: Yeah, right. And off the top of your
2: head, can you tell me how many amendments there are to the American Constitution?
3: No, ma'am, I can't.
4: No. Too many. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can name any of them.
3: Twenty-something. offhand, the I end, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm guessing somewhere around 10.
4: I would guess somewhere around
5: 20. 21 or 23, uh, 24, 25. I know there are at least 25. 26? 27?
0: No, 29. 27. 27.
6: 27.
2: There are 27 amendments to the United States Constitution. And in this season, we're going to focus on those words. Let me explain why.
7: We the people, in order to form a more
2: perfect union. I mean, first of all, the name More Perfect, the name of this podcast, comes, of course, from the preamble to the Constitution. And the reason we chose that name, in this country, man walks with dignity and with well, a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, it's a weird phrase. You can't really have something be more perfect because perfect is an absolute. But beyond that, the phrase sort of gestures at this idea that America is constantly evolving. It's never done. That we're always in this process of trying to drag ourselves out of the mud and get to those higher ideals, to make ourselves more perfect to be more perfect very often we don't make it very often but we're always trying and that is embodied in our founding document i mean we wrote this thing called the constitution and then we kept changing it mending it adding in new rights filling in holes where we failed so that we don't fail again so far we've done that 27 times this season we're going to look at all 27. What do they mean? Why are they important? How do they hold us together in these turbulent times? But the thing is, when you read these amendments, the words themselves can feel very abstract, very musty, very far away. So, we decided to make an album. An actual album.
3: I like discrimination and voting rights against African
2: In the spirit of schoolhouse rock, we reached out to some of the best artists and musicians around the world. We asked them to make a song about an amendment to the United States Constitution. No idea if this was going to work, but we put out some calls. And we got all of these amazing artists to participate in this compilation. Cash doll, who you just heard. Dolly Parton, the Dolly Parton, wrote a song for us about the 19th Amendment. Devander Banhart wrote a song about the 25th Amendment, the Impeachment Amendment. After two years of continuously working on this, we are super proud to announce 27, The Most Perfect Album, which is now on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. And you can listen to it online right now in its entirety. And it's amazing at themostperfectalbum.org. Now, in the podcast season, which begins now, what we're going to do is tell stories about these amendments, sort of like uh, little audio liner notes to accompany the songs. These will be funny, sometimes hilarious, sometimes poignant, sometimes poetic, little stories about the amendments that hopefully explain what they are and why they matter to us now.
0: So, to get started First Amendment freedom of religion speech press assembly and petition congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances i have enough this assembly
3: The honor of all the chief justice and the associate justices of the Supreme Court of the United States. Okay, okay. Honorable the Supreme Court of the
8: United States requires to draw near and give their attention. The court is now sitting on God save the United States and this honorable court.
2: That was one of the submissions that we got for the First Amendment from the band Cherry Glazer. You can hear that song and everything in its entirety at themostperfectalbum.org. We actually got two submissions for the First Amendment. I'm going to play you another one in a second. First, the liner notes for the First Amendment, which come from More Perfect producer Sara Kari. Sara, you ready?
6: Um, okay. Here it goes.
3: Oh, this is a, this is, this is a funny story. This is a, this is a story about my about my technological incompetence.
6: This is Burt Newborn.
3: I am the Norman Dorson Professor in Civil Liberties at New York University Law School.
6: He's, like, casually a big deal.
3: I was the National Legal Director of the ACLU under Ronald Reagan, and I've been, a, I've been a, a constitutional cop. I mean, as someone who tries to enforce the Constitution for more than 50 years. And
6: I remember you saying that you've argued cases in front of the Supreme Court, right?
3: Yeah, I've argued Uh, A a number of cases myself in the court and have written the briefs in upwards of 200 of them. So uh, I've spent a fair amount of my time um, waiting on the Supreme Court steps for opinions.
6: Okay, so one summer. This is um, this was in the mid 90s when he was just starting out as a professor.
3: 1995, 1996. I had a wonderful assistant who worked for me, uh, and she'd been with me for years. Uh, and one day, she said to me, uh, "Professor Newborn, I'm so tired of taking your handwritten drafts, typing them up, um, and then having you, you know, giving you the a typewritten version. Then you change it. Then I have to retype it. Have you ever heard of this thing called a laptop or, you know, a computer?"
6: She basically says to him you know crazy idea why don't you just learn how to type
3: that way we could make the changes much faster i wouldn't have to retype all the time and you'd find it much easier to work and i said no i'm too old for that i can't (laughs) you know i can't uh i don't know how to type i never never learned to type i can't um i just can't do it um let's just keep going i like writing by hand it makes me think and she said well i'm going to do you a great favor She said, I'm not going to type your stuff anymore. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand how it works. I'm the boss. You're the employee. I tell you what to do. You type this if I tell you. And she said, no, 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 you don't understand. I know who you are. You're not going to fire me. Learn how to use the computer. It's the best present I can give you. So what do I do? I took my laptop uh, and I decided I would learn how to read, uh, how to use WordPerfect.
1: Corel WordPerfect Suite 8. Loaded with a
3: which was the program that everybody was using in those years. So what do I do? I type out the Bill of I type the Bill of Rights out. That's the text I know best.
6: So the Bill of Rights starts with this text. That basically says, "We the states, we think that this constitution needs some work." It doesn't do enough to give the people rights, to protect them from all of this power that the government has. So what we're going to do is we're going to throw in these extra rights, these extra protections that we think really Every American should have. Um,
3: and so um, uh, one of the things I wanted to do was figure out how to move text. You know, you highlight the text and then you can move it from one place to another. So I was practicing on how to learn how to highlight text. And so I, I typed the Bill of Rights out, all all Ten Amendments, um, and then I start... Practicing by highlighting portions of the
0: text. Congress shall make no law respecting... I move the First Amendment to, to the... The right of trial by jury shall be... Preserved. Seventh Amendment. ...or no involuntary service. In the Seventh Amendment, I move up to... Of electors of president... The first. Office.
6: Copy, paste, copy, paste.
0: Excessive bail, search, and seizure. Quartering soldiers. And I'm moving President's stuff around. And ...cruel and unusual punishment.
3: What? Every single time I move it around, it looks wrong. It just looks wrong. There's something that tells me that it's not. It's you know. It's it's there's something fundamentally flawed in it. So first I thought, well, it's because you're so used to seeing it the old way um, that seeing it the new way um, is more than you know is is something that you really can't process. But then I realized, you know, I don't really look at it very much as a whole anyway. I mean, I would have you know been hard pressed to tell you exactly um, what words came where. I then be- I began to realize that there is. In the text that we have, the Ten Amendments that we have, a deep
0: structure,
3: the same kind of deep structure that you'd find in a poem.
6: Take, for example, the First Amendment.
0: First Amendment. Freedom of religion, speech, press, assembly, and petition.
3: It consists of six ideas.
0: Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. One. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Two. Or abridging the freedom of speech. Three. Or of the press. Four. Or the right of the people, peaceably to assemble. Five. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances.
6: Six.
3: It's only 45 words long. Could have been written on the back of an envelope.
6: These days, the First Amendment is wrapped up in all kinds of thorny stuff, like kneeling at football games and hate speech and money in politics. But if you just step back from all of that, and you read the text of the First Amendment, and you really try to think about what the words are trying to say, you find that the logic behind it is kind of beautiful.
3: The order of the words in the First Amendment is the life cycle of a democratic idea.
6: Here's what he means.
3: So those first two
0: clauses... Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof.
3: Create a free space inside your mind to think and believe as you wish.
6: That's the founder saying, that space inside your head where you think your thoughts, that's sacred. The government can't touch that.
3: Without that free space, there can be no self-government.
6: So that's the first idea, the freedom of your thoughts.
3: Once you've believed and thought something, then then it's natural for you to want to say it.
6: Which brings us to the next clause.
0: Or abridging the freedom of speech.
3: The speech clause says if you've got an idea formed in the freedom of your mind, by all means, go ahead and share it.
6: So you have the freedom to think a thought, the freedom to speak that thought. But that's
3: not enough if you really want to make a real uh, dent in a society. So you need some way to be able to speak to a mass of people, to speak in a very loud voice.
6: Which brings you to the fourth
0: clause. Or the press.
6: Which is speech amplified.
3: Then once you've gotten your message out to a large number of people, when people have listened to these ideas and moved by them, It's natural for those people to want to do something about it, to
0: move together, um, to organize. For the right of the people, peaceably to assemble.
6: So you can think a thought, you can speak that thought, you can create a movement. But that's not enough.
3: Finally, the petition clause, which is the sixth idea. The petition clause says, once you've assembled, once you've organized...
7: We demand the protection of our
3: First Amendment rights. We assert. We assert.
0: Then you have a right to take
3: your argument to the government.
0: And to petition the government for a redress of grievances.
1: We speak for this country, and we
7: demand reform now.
3: Enforce the government into confronting it and either accepting it or rejecting it. And then that government, if it says no, is subject to being voted out of office. Um, so that, that this is Madison giving us the blueprint for democracy. The Big Bang um, when democracy begins.
6: The, the way I'm hearing it is like, like, Concentric circles, like starting in inside the mind of one person, and then like reverberating out. Yeah,
3: exactly. The First Amendment is uh, a series of concentric circles, beginning within your mind, and then moving to your close acquaintances, mm. then to the society at large, yeah, and then finally uh, to the entire polity, to the entire people. Th- that, by the way, is the only time in human history that those six ideas have ever been united in a single text. Only time. I went back and looked at every single rights-bearing document in our tradition, all the way from the Magna Carta, through the English Bills of Rights, through the colonial charters, through the state constitutions, um, through the French Declaration of the Rights of Man. It's never been done before to put the six building blocks of democracy together in a single coherent text. The First Amendment is the ideal city on the hill. It is the ideal community that the founders were trying to establish. And remember, establish for the first time in human history.
2: That was NYU professor Burt Newborn and more perfect Sara Kari with liner notes for the First Amendment. Now, as I mentioned, we got two songs about the First Amendment – because we left it open for people to choose whichever amendment inspired them the most. And uh, the other song about the First Amendment we got is from an artist named Joey Stiles. He's a First Nations Canadian rapper and hip-hop artist. He, you might say, took that idea of the gleaming city on the hill and looked at its underbelly at all the people who throughout history haven't been allowed in that city.
7: On my track, Ghost Dance Part 2, I was dealing with the freedom of religion. From 1870 up until 1934, it was illegal for Native Americans to practice our ceremonies. I had in mind specifically the ghost dance. As in 1890, at Wounded Knee, 150 to 300 mostly women and children were massacred for ghost dancing. And to me, that shows they were scared. They were scared of us having our culture and ceremonies because they empower us. I truly hope the warrior spirit shines on this track and her natural side of being wild and free sets the tone. A hope. Fear any evil You can never quiet my voice All praise to the maker is my choice I got fire inside But my flow wears water Stardust in my soul I put that on my honor Old name of America Tell me how you feel Would you die over ethics? Come on, tell me for real We blessed by nature Blessed for battle I hear the world cry Sitting perfect on a rattle Chases tail, love, Phoenix turns its wings. I fear no thing as a holy man sings. I'm seeing ghosts every move I make. They can't break me. They can't break me. I can feel the spirit of the drum. This world's my turf all the time. to speak what's on my right well i don't feel right when i look outside too many people poor corporations getting richer people going crazy living life with the trigger having visions in the ceremony of the cemetery too many homies gone young Michis getting buried on the beams told me i was gonna take the tower down of the seeds for the sake of my faith in the blood i bleed right off the line i've been legendary backed by the power so real that it's scary i'm seeing ghosts every move i made not
2: That was Joey Styles with the song about the First Amendment. The Second Amendment is up next. This is More Perfect, most perfect album. I'm Chad Abumrad. We'll be back in a minute.
1: You're listening to the Politics Brief Podcast. We'll be right back after a quick break. For so many Black people, The Wiz feels like home. home.
3: The new stage revival has Broadway buzzing. And as it gears up for a national tour, we'll consider the impact this story continues to have 50 years down the yellow brick road. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on the next Notes from America as we pay tribute to The Wiz. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is More Perfect.
0: I'm Jad Abumrad. Second Amendment. Right to bear arms. Okay,
2: so this amendment, kind of hard to summarize. Here's what we'll do. Last season, More Perfect did a very deep dive into the truly surprising history of the second amendment how these 27 words and three commas became america's favorite fight so in about five seconds we're going to put that back into the feed Uh, if you're interested give it a listen if you want the cliff notes version here it is
0: the text itself second amendment right to bear arms here's the text a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The first thing to notice about the text is it's it's a weird sentence. Grammatically, it's very strange. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms comma, shall not be infringed.
2: Does that scan? Totally. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, this amendment is about the right to bear arms, but who... For whom? Who has the right? Uh, If you diagram the sentence, it seems to offer two potential answers to that question. In the first part of the sentence, you get
0: a well-regulated militia.
2: One answer, which is that the militia has the right to bear arms. If that's the case, then maybe only the people in the militia have the right to bear arms. So, okay, people in the army can have a gun, but the rest of us don't necessarily have that right. If you just look at the first clause, you might come to that conclusion.
0: But then later, you've got the second clause. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So in
2: here you have the
0: people's right to
2: keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All right, so first you've got the militia, <laughs> then you have the people. Are the people the people in the militia or are the people a larger category than the militia? Are we talking about all people here? If that's what they meant, why would you start the sentence with the militia? Which, I don't know, it's weird. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. To me, at least. Now, one of the things uh, that many historians will say about the Second Amendment, aside from the fact that it's confusing, is that for many, many years, it was just assumed that the first part of the sentence... A well-regulated militia. That was the important part. And they will tell you that for a long time... No one cared about the Second Amendment.
1: Except for the Third Amendment. There was no amendment that was less written about, less legislated, less <laughs> debated than the Second Amendment.
2: According to historian Jill Lepore, people didn't think about it. They didn't argue about it. But then you get this crazy chain of events.
0: Honorary life. It was members, a hot, steamy stand. night in Cincinnati. What we did is that yeah, we took a position we were called the Federation, Federation for the NRA. There were tense moments. I mean, we really didn't know where we could pull this off. Am I under arrest? Take your hands off me if I'm not under arrest. I can buy the damn pistol that I want to buy.
3: Everybody is just
5: quiet.
3: And you can hear your heart beating. And suddenly, bam! You know what? We won.
7: American gun politics literally changed
0: overnight. We hold that the Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to have and use arms for self-defense in the home.
7: Now
2: we read the Second Amendment very differently. We take the first part. A well-regulated militia. And we basically forget it. And we just focus on the second part.
0: The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
2: To some Americans, this is a sacred right a symbol of freedom from an oppressive government. To other Americans, it's an offense. And so that grammatical confusion that once was there but ignored now has been clarified but replaced by an even larger confusion, a deep, gut-wrenching confusion that will probably be with us for a long, long time. Listen to the episode. Okay, so for our album about the amendments, we got three submissions for songs about the Second Amendment. You can listen to all of them at themostperfectalbum.org. One is by a group called Satine, another by a musician called Michael Richard Clicks, and another by an all-female mariachi band called Flor de Toloache. All three of the songs are pretty badass, but we'll play you a bit of, of this one. Here's Flor de Toloache.
8: Go ahead, that notorious. You should know that you're defending when you second the amendment to bear and keep your arms. Is you right here in this country? You gotta get the right in this country. Is your right to bear your arms? To bear and keep your arms. Is you right here in this country? You gotta get the right in this country. Is your right to bear your arms? There's no wrong done with the law. But the right can do you harm There's no wrong time with the left But the right can do you harm Cuidado que ahí viene el oso El oso con sus dos brazos El oso con sus dos brazos Cuidado que ahí viene el oso Cuidado que ahí viene el oso El oso con sus dos brazos El oso con sus brazos, cuidado que ahí viene el oso Aquel oso es un dañoso, no se puede confiar Un día te da un brazo, otro día puede disparar Ay, la, 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 ay, la la la, 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 la Oye, temas el cohete, that notorious suguete You should know that you're defending with your second DMF. They want to think twice, though it's sunny in Arizona, though it's sunny in Arizona, you may want to think twice, if they don't blast you with their heat, they may freeze you with their eyes, they don't blast you with their heat, they may freeze you with their eyes. Aunque llegué que hace poco, y una cosa a mí me encanta, una cosa a mí me encanta, aunque llegué aquí hace poco, es que me venden lo que sea, es que me venden lo que sea, aunque se despeñada y fea, y el casco lo tenga loco.
2: That was Florida Toloache with their song inspired by the Second Amendment. Okay, moving right along, we've done the first, we've done the second,
0: sort of. Now, Third Amendment quartering of soldiers. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law.
1: We don't hear much about the Third Amendment. We
5: don't even know what the Third Amendment is, do we? Does anybody know what the Third Amendment is?
1: (laughs) The Third Amendment is sort of the forgotten amendment. Uh, I bet most lawyers probably couldn't even tell you what it says.
5: Nobody's ever argued the Third. Nobody's ever taken the Third or cited the Third. I got pulled over the other day. The car goes, you know, you're driving alone in the carpool lane. I go, yep, that's my Third Amendment right.
2: Here's producer Julia Longoria with liner notes for the Third.
4: So I've talked to, to several people about The Third Amendment. And they all point me to you. You are the Third Amendment man. So how did this happen to you?
5: (laughs) I think nobody else wanted the job, but boy, they missed out. (laughs)
4: Professor Tom Bell is kind of a hipster of constitutional law in that he is a
5: sucker for obscurity. I went past the first and second, figuring other smarter, more knowledgeable people had covered those. I got to the third, though, and I realized after some research, basically no one had said much about a Third Amendment, bless its uh, neglected heart. Sorry, Julie, just to barge in for a second. <laughs> it feels appropriate, actually. <laughs> and rude,
2: but yeah. Well, yes, sure. well, to this, on point, on topic. <laughs> so, uh, just to sort of explain the Third Amendment for a second. All that the Third Amendment really says is that soldiers are not allowed to barge into your house the way I just did in your story, <laughs> they're not allowed to do it. Because it's your house.
4: They're not allowed to come into your house and then stay in your
2: house. Right. Which uh, might sound to us now like, yeah, why would we need a rule saying that? But the people who wrote the Third Amendment were worried about this because it had happened. During the Revolutionary War, British soldiers had basically treated the people like of Boston like hotel owners, except without paying. They barged into their homes. They stayed in their homes while they fought the war. The people of Boston were not happy. And so the founders wrote the Third Amendment.
0: No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner.
2: Which, thankfully, sounds kind of musty to us right now because that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore, Uh, right?
4: Well, not so fast. Um, You're right that there's never been a Third Amendment case that's made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Never, never. And that's why uh, this recent, relatively obscure case in the state of Nevada caught Tom Bell's
5: eye. Yes, yes. Oh, I, they didn't actually grapple much with what is quartering, but they did ask, um, the, is this a soldier? And it starts with a phone call
4: to a man named Anthony Mitchell from local police.
1: Local police officials called uh, Mr. Mitchell up in the morning and said, can we use your house to watch this fellow? They
4: wanted to use his house as a kind of lookout to spy on his neighbor. Uh,
1: They had received some information that his neighbor was engaging in uh, domestic violence and they wanted to watch him for a little while. Mr. Mitchell said, I really don't want to get involved uh, and uh, they hung up the phone. According to court
4: documents, after breaking down Anthony's door, the cops yelled profanities and fired multiple pepper ball rounds at his dog and Anthony while he lay in a fetal position.
5: What I understand is his claim is premised on the police qualifying as soldiers because they have a uh, military apparatus.
4: Unfortunately, Anthony Mitchell wasn't able to go on the record about this. But according to court documents, Anthony claimed that the police quartered themselves when they stayed in his house for about nine hours. And not only did they stay there and apparently shoot pepper ball rounds at his dog, but they ate his food? Like, they they went in his fridge.
5: So, (laughs) he thought he had a quartering claim. I'm sympathetic to the complaint. If you look at our police, this is not Andy Griffith on Mayberry RFD anymore. That was
8: good, Goober.
2: Hey, sure was, Goober. you got to show me how you do that.
5: These are guys in... Black face masks and helmets with heavy armor, riot gear, truncheons and tear gas, M-16 rifles, armored vehicles so big you need a crowbar to open the door. In what look like tanks? They're armored troop carriers anyhow on our domestic streets. That's very upsetting. The founders probably didn't think seriously about, you know, should this apply to police because they didn't, they didn't think about police, much less the kind of militarized police that we have. So that's another reason to be sympathetic to this. Uh, I mean, I I never had much hope in that, that complaint. It's just you can't put that heavy burden on the slim shoulders of the Third Amendment. It's just not what that amendment is for.
4: The judge in Nevada agreed. Anthony's Third Amendment claim was shot down. Court said basically when it comes to the Third Amendment, the police don't count.
5: Because
2: they're not soldiers. They're not. Has anyone ever gotten any farther with that argument? No, because
4: really there haven't been very many Third Amendment cases at all. Like, you think about all the First Amendment cases and Second Amendment cases that have been brought forward that didn't go anywhere. There just aren't many Third Amendment cases even in the lower
5: courts. And that, to me, was a puzzle. I had to do some further research and I discovered, holy mackerel, the Third Amendment has been violated time and again, massively, in U.S. history. And most of the time, no one apparently even noticed. First violation that i could find was the war of 1812 that's u.s fighting britain there were u.s and british troops uh tramping around the east coast u.s troops take over a bunch of farms groups in the house burn down the house that's quartering similar thing happened in the civil war you can read in the facts this was quartering so i continue because i got more (laughs) the worst was world war ii This is the one I discovered most recently. This one really breaks my heart.
4: 1941, U.S. declares
5: war on Japan. They send troops to the Aleutian Islands. This chain of islands up the kind of chin of Alaska, if you look on a map, it has that long kind of beard out in the ocean, the Aleutian Islands. And pretty quickly, the federal troops appeared in the Aleutian Islands and said to the islanders, you're in the way.
2: All the military men... All of a sudden, they were there. It seemed to me like overnight.
5: We have their testimony. It's very touching. Somebody came to our door and said, we have to get ready because we will be taken off the island very soon. We had a bunch of boys a long way from home, lightly supervised. They tear the places up. They burn them down. They steal things. That's quartering. You know, the only thing we could ask for is they were wearing red coats and, and tricorn hats. You know, how much more obviously do you need to have this spelled out to you? That's quartering. No body said a thing. You end up feeling, frankly, a little ashamed for the legal system. How did all these victims suffer these violations and, and no lawyer could pick up a constitution and notice that? It's shameful. To me, the, the Third Amendment is like a canary in the coal mine. It tells us how are our rights doing, are really plainly spelled out constitutional rights. Third Amendment, right? That's like bronze in the Olympics. It's right up there at the top. <laughs> how are we doing on that? Terribly. <laughs> it's been violated many times. It's mocked. It's ridiculed. When it is violated, courts say, ah, you know, who knew about that? Well, that's not a serious constitutional violation. Maybe next time. Uh, I really hope for more from my Bill of Rights and my government.
2: Okay, Julie Longoria, Tom Bell, with some liner notes for the Third Amendment. Here's the song. It comes from the band Palehound.
8: Hi, this is Ellen from Palehound. For my song, I chose the Third Amendment, which states that you are not required to house soldiers in peacetime. That doesn't really apply to modern life at all, so I kind of chose to write a song about keeping violent people out of your life. You call for a place to lay down I got no use for you sprawling on your mind You'll have to stay outside You shoot your gun
2: Hound, with a song inspired by the Third Amendment. I love the lyrics. You shoot your guns in my backyard. You crush my flowers and scar the lawn with laws on my side. I'm not letting you in tonight. Both Palehound and They Might Be Giants wrote original songs for us about this amendment. To listen to both, go to themostperfectalbum.org. Our website is super cool, by the way. We've got amazing artwork depicting each of the amendments might make you laugh out loud some of it they're all by artist louis Mazon. also we collaborated with the national constitution center to write about each of the amendments in a way that is super easy to understand go to themostperfectalbum.org to check it all out more perfect is produced by me jad abumrad Susie lechtenberg julia longoria kelly prime sarah kari and alex overington with help from ellie mistal michelle harris and david gable Nora Keller is the reason our album, 27, The Most Perfect Album, exists. Thank you, Nora. And thank you to actor Jeffrey Wright for spending an afternoon with us, donating his time to read all of the amendments. We're super grateful to him and to all of the musicians who donated their time and energies and talents to this project. And we're grateful to you for listening. I'm Jad Abumrad. We'll be back very soon with more episodes.
1: Thanks for listening to Politics Brief. If you want more, go to WNYC.org slash election.